unto thee, O Lord. Do I lift up my everyone to our morning service. Thank you for being here, being part of our service. We have several very important announcements uh, before we get into our service today. As you know, we are in the middle of a spike in COVID uh, cases here in Prentice County. 
counties around us are uh, experiencing a high level of COVID cases. Last Monday night, we had a group that uh, went over to Liberty and the Liberty congregation is experiencing an outbreak of COVID. They have had six cases this week, last week uh, that have been reported so far. Um, you know, it's hard when you have to call someone and say it's best if you're not part of the assembly on Sunday because we have to protect the rest of the congregation. And uh, we are thankful that none of those that were on the bus have shown any signs of having COVID and we pray that that will continue. If they don't have any signs in the next couple of days, it means that they were uh, were not infected while they were there at uh, Liberty. So we are taking precautions. A couple things that are going to change uh, for the next several weeks. This coming Wednesday night, we had Wiley Dane's schedule. That has been canceled. We will have regular classes Wednesday night. There will be no uh, devotional gathering after class uh, this coming Wednesday night also. Uh, the reception that was scheduled for this afternoon uh, has been postponed for a couple of weeks. Uh, we feel like that we needed to make some of these changes to protect the, the congregation, and we hope you'll understand that. We come together this morning to worship the Lord by the way, one of the one of the folks that had a direct contact with someone that had COVID was our preacher, Brother Ken. He's not with us this morning or this afternoon. Uh, Aaron Foster will be doing preaching today. And we're glad that Aaron is willing to step in at the last minute and fill in. Would you bow with me? Our Father, we are so blessed in so many ways. And we pray that you will be with us during this time that we are taking steps to try to prevent the spread of COVID in this congregation. Father, we pray that you will give us the wisdom to know what's to do and the courage to do what's needed to be done to protect as many of us as possible. We pray for those that have been exposed, that that you will be with them, that they'll not show any signs of, uh, of the COVID vaccine, of COVID virus. Father, as we enter into our worship time together, we pray that you will be with Aaron as he brings the message to us this morning. And we pray that we can look into your word and see if we need to make changes in our lives. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. First song this morning, number two, we praise the old God. Let's all worship God together in song. We praise the old God for the sun.
Let's pray together this morning, if you would. Please bow with me. Our most gracious, kind, and loving Father, the creator of all life, we bow before you this morning, Father, with humble hearts, thanking thee for all the many blessings of life, thanking you, Father, that we can call you our Heavenly Father. Father, we're so thankful for your Son, Lord Jesus, the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. Father, we are so thankful for the congregation here at Boonville. We pray your blessings be upon all the spiritual leaders, for the elders, and all the decisions that they make. Father, we just pray we'll continue to pray for them, and we're so thankful, Father, for all their godly influence on our life. Father, we pray this morning for our speaker, Aaron Foster, so thankful, Father, that he can boldly proclaim thy word. We pray much good will come from the lesson this morning. We pray, Father, we'll open our hearts and minds. Father, we lift up to you now all those who are sick. We pray for your healing upon those who are in hospitals, those taking treatments. Father, those with the virus, we we know, Father, that you are authority over all things. And we pray for comfort for all those who are hurting. We pray for doctors and nurses and caregivers that you will continue to bless them, Father. Father, we pray for all our missionary work here at the Boonville Congregation. We just pray we'll continue to be the church that you would have us to be. Father, we pray for Pineville Children's Home, for the director for the house parents for all the wonderful children 
And we're so thankful, Father, that we can spread their word through through Pineville. Father, we pray that you'll continue to be with us today. And pray, Father, that you will watch over all those who, again, Father, that are sick spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, Father, that you will heal them. We pray, Father, that you will forgive us when we forget how much we need you. We love you, Father, and just pray you continue blessings upon us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I'd like to mark the invitation song, number 490. It is well with my soul. A song before our scripture reading this morning. Humble yourself and make me a servant. Hum yourself inside the Lord. Hum yourself inside the Lord. And he Philippians 4, verses 4 through 9. Philippians 4, 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, 
and the God of peace will be with you. I too want to welcome you this morning, same as others have done. So glad that you're here and, and, and so thankful that we are worshiping God together. And I'm honored and humbled to be here serving our Lord and serving beside these men who've already done so this morning. And um, just so thankful that we have this blessing to be here. Are we, uh, are we ready? You can just get it going. I'll, I, got a, I got a couple of things. That'll work. That'll work if I push the right button. Let me see if I can do it right. Am I still pushing the wrong button? How about that? All right, so a couple of things. Number one, um, Stephen, on behalf of this congregation, we want to thank you so much for how you serve. But I know that bothers you. So I want others who helped Stephen last week at camp, please raise your hand this morning. If you are an adult that helped Stephen last week, there's a few of you sitting out there. If you were a kid that went to camp last week, please raise your hand. So excited, so happy, I'm so thankful. I just want to make sure that you know this morning how proud we are of you, how thankful we are of you. And honestly, what a blessing it is to have Maywood and those opportunities for us to grow. We also this morning, look, I, this is the topic. When you give me less than 24 hours to speak, you kind of get what I've been studying. And this is what I've been studying. Now, there's a lot of reasons why I've been studying this, but I realized whenever I was thinking about this subject, I said, you know, I think Ken, matter of fact, I know Ken <laughs> preached on peace not too long ago. So I'm not going to repeat the things that he said, hopefully, but uh, or the thoughts he brought to us from God's word, hopefully, but maybe I'll expound on those things. But this is what I've been studying because this is what I need. This is what I've been trying to apply to my life. And so I'm going to, I'm going to hopefully be able to share the things, some of the things that I've learned through that study to you. And all those who are quarantined or not here at home, we want you to know that you are in our prayers. And so bow with me as we get started in our, this act of worship this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we again thank you for this time we have to glorify you and to worship you. And now as we open up your word and we try to learn more about it so we can better serve you and glorify you even more in our lives, our prayers that You'll be with me as the speaker. You'll be with us as the listeners and the audience. And that we will sincerely open our hearts to your word so we can understand it and we can do better for you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right. In regards to this subject. A couple of weeks ago, I was supposed to preach at um, a congregation in Alabama, and I wasn't able to because uh, Cassie's grandmother had passed away, and, and I had to do that funeral on the, on the same day. And so I had started studying this subject. I had started 
trying to understand it better. But I, 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 honestly, it was so refreshing for me because quite frankly, this is exactly the question that I had been, or not the statement, and, and then in, in regards to a question that I have been trying to solve in my life, which is about how to gain, how to have this peace. Now, biblical peace, it's different than worldly peace. You know, Jesus in John 14, verse 27, he tells the apostles right before he's about to be crucified, right before he goes out to the Garden of Gethsemane, he says, I, I give you peace. He says, but this peace is not like the world gives you peace. So when I read that and I was studying that, I, I thought, well, what is that definition? So I Googled it just like anybody else would, especially my kids. They would Google it. And so when you Google it, it literally says, and you might not be able to read this, it says, peace is number one, freedom from disturbance, or in other words, tranquility, or number two, a state or period in which there is no war or a war has ended. That's peace to the world. And unfortunately, I'm afraid that many of us have taken that definition of peace and decided to apply it to God's definition or description of the peace he provides. And I want to make sure you know this morning, and I think you do because I understand the crowd and I know most of you, I'm looking at you, I know most of you and I know your thoughts. And, and most of you understand that biblical peace isn't a passive concept like this implies. This implies, hey, I'm peaceful or I, I have peace because basically nothing is going wrong in my life right now. Well, folks, that's, that's not how God describes it at all. Peace is not an absence. It's not a, it's not a passive word or, or a passive uh, kind of action. It, it is something that we have that is active. And that's what I want to talk about today. But I want to talk about it in two ways, okay? The first one is, I feel there is objective peace. And then there is subjective peace, I think God mentions in the Bible, both of these forms. Now you say, well, Aaron, okay, what, is, what do you mean by that? You know the difference between objective and subjective, right? Objective means that you have facts. And because of those facts, you can know something. Subjective means you start with feelings or an opinion or some kind of perspective, and then you generate facts from that. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna suggest to you that in the Bible and what we're going to discuss from the Bible is that God talks about both objective and subjective peace. Now, to go along with this, I found this, I thought it was pretty good. You know, the difference between the two. If you see an apple, or if you see an orange, objectively you may say those are oranges. That's a fact, right? That's objective. But somebody may look at that orange, probably like my son, he wouldn't think about the facts. Gibson would just say, man, I really like oranges. That's subjective. Because it's a feeling and perception. All right. So now let's, let's talk about the two. And I want to first talk about objective peace, okay? Objective peace is peace with God. Now you say, well, why is peace with God objective? 
A peace with God is objective because it is, it is something that you either have with him or you don't. You either have a relationship and a peaceful relationship with God or folks you don't. And it's not based off of any of your feelings. It's not based on how, how you perceive your relationship. It's not even based on the opinion that you think about your relationship with God. Peace with God is an objective peace that you can know this morning if you have it. Now let's study a little bit about it. I know some of you like to take notes. I see several of you taking notes. So I wanted to make sure you had these scriptures so you could go back and study them. We're going to review them. So if you don't mind, turn to Romans chapter 5 with me, okay? Look, y'all, it's amazing what Ken is able to do. Yours truly here cannot quote these scriptures. So please turn there, Romans chapter 5. Because we're going to start, and I, and I want to kind of run through this, you know, fairly quickly. So stay with me as we, we progress through this, this objective peace that you can know you have with God. And listen to what it says in Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So you get this. We, we, we always say, we, we, we've, we've read the verses. We know where it says, you know, we are justified by faith. By faith, we are saved. We understand all of that. It also says here, by faith, not only are you justified, but that justification allows you to have peace, objective peace with our God. Now turn over to Colossians 1 as we try to, as we try to expand on this a little bit. Colossians 1, verses 19 through 23. We're going to read a little bit more verses here. So, Colossians 1, verses 19 through verse 23. There's another word here that I think is really interesting, and I want you to catch it. It's the word reconcile, okay? Reconcile. And listen to what it says in verse 19, starting in 19. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him... To reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he is now reconciled in his body of the flesh by his death in order to pre present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven and of which I, Paul, became a minister. So we're talking about this subject now, peace with God. We learned in Romans chapter 5, you get it through faith, which justifies you, which allows you to have that relationship with God. We read in Colossians chapter 1 that it's through the blood of Jesus, it's through Jesus Christ that allows us to reconcile. In other words, you weren't at one time. You didn't have a relationship with God at one time, but now you do. You have peace with him. And then the last verse, and I'll just go ahead and read this one, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 that I have here. It says, And this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. You see, there's this concept, and we know this.